get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line to see to talk with a man that we're going to be seeing a lot more here in the not too distant future. It's Matthew DeFranks. He's the Stars beat writer right now for the Dallas Morning News. He will soon be though the Blues beat writer for the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Matthew, we appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us today, man. Congratulations early on the the new position you'll be taking here in St. Louis. How you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So let, let's start there. How much have you been able to pay attention? Because I know you've got your day-to-day grind of covering the Dallas Stars, but how much have you been able to see of what the Blues have done this year? It's been a wild ride, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kept up with it uh, a decent amount. Haven't been watching every game uh, as I normally would as a B-writer, right? But I've been reading all the coverage and uh, catching up on highlights and stuff like that. Uh, that'll ramp up a lot in the next uh, few weeks once we hit December as we get a little closer. But for the most part, uh, just been focusing on a lot of the Stars stuff, uh, doing my own current job right now. I would imagine that's got to be an easier transition for you, though, Matthew, right? Where you transition into covering a team that's in the same division as the Stars? Yeah, uh, a lot simpler. Uh, you know, I think I was worried, uh, even this morning for morning skate, you know, you're so used to seeing players without their, their jerseys on, just recognizing them by the way they skate or their handedness or what kind of stick they have. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how that was, how that would translate to, to seeing the blue state and stuff like that. But having seen them in the playoffs a few years ago, you know, twice every preseason, even the prospects up in Traverse city, uh, I see, I've seen a lot of the blues across the last four or five years. So, uh, that's very helpful to actually have an understanding of, you know, their personnel and, uh, their organization and things like that. Absolutely, Matthew. So let's just jump into that with you get these two teams going head to head for the first time this season, which the craziness of this NHL schedule, they don't play each other again until the final two games of the regular season, but you've gotten two teams right now that are battling it out in the central division that I know we're only 21, 22 games in, but every time these two teams go head to head with each other, it always feels like, feels like there's something on the line. Yeah, and we kind of talked with uh, Pete DeBoer this morning about the, the closeness of the Central Division. Uh, obviously, you know, Minnesota, St. Louis didn't get the, the starts that they wanted, and you know, Winnipeg, Colorado, Dallas uh, kind of did, but it seems like the division's really tightening, and uh, you know, games like these where you know, you're not going to see these teams again until the very last two games, right? So it might those two games, uh, they could be for playoff spots. Who knows? Uh, I'm sure both of these teams would like to have that, that spot locked up before the last two games. But just uh, just having those on the schedule uh, is going to be significant down the line. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see uh, almost kind of which Blues team shows up tonight. <laughs> I think they've been so up and down, so streaky. And uh, obviously coming off a big win in Florida, uh, who knows if that maybe kind of jumpstarts them back into the, the good streak. 
but the Stars have been pretty consistent most of the season. Uh, when they do have off nights, they have pretty significant off nights, but they're right back at it the next night. And uh, even their loss in Colorado a few days ago, um, they had more shots, they had chances, uh, but Alexander uh, Georgia made a 41 save. So they're playing pretty good hockey, and I'm kind of interested to see how it looks like. Matthew DeFranks is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Matthew, one of the stories that we followed locally that I know you were probably in the day-to-day with was uh, Jason Robertson in the off and the contracts and negotiations that he had with the Stars. It kind of came down to the wire, but it doesn't seem to be affecting him in any way, shape, or form. He is on pace right now for 67 goals and 130 points on the season. He was very good a year ago, a point-per-game type of a player, but... What has he done to elevate his game this season? Yeah, it's kind of insane what he's doing without a training camp. He didn't play a single preseason game. I think he only had two or three practices before the regular season began. Uh, and, and you could call it a slow start if you want, uh, you know, his first seven games or so. But he's riding a 15-game point streak right now, has 16 goals and 12 assists in those 15 games. Uh, so that's kind of a, an absurd stat line there. And I think that the thing with him, you, you recognize all the different ways that he can score goals. Uh, he's kind of a, a sneaky player, and a lot of the, the coaches and players around the Stars have talked about him not really showing up a ton on, on the ice. And you look at the stat sheet, and he has seven shots on goal, a goal and an assist. And a lot of it is because he's in the right areas of the ice. He knows where to stand uh, around the net, and he's got very quick, skilled hands. So he's very good at winning battles at the net front, pitching pucks out of corners. And, uh, you know, getting to the right areas in front of the net. So he does all that well, but then he also has a really good shot that he can shoot pretty much from the tops of the circles down. And uh, he's finding a lot of different ways to score. And so even if he gets shut down on the outside, he'll still find his way inside and vice versa. Matthew, when I look at this Dallas Stars team coming into the season, you always expect them to kind of be in the mix of the Central Division, but underperformed last season to say the least how much of the Dallas Stars has been impacted by Pete DeBoer's hire because like I looked at this team this offseason and said this is a playoff contending team with the right head coach and Pete DeBoer gets hired and look they're the first team in the central division yeah it's uh he's had a big impact and uh, I think I was just like you when I looked at this roster in the offseason I said well they're probably a fringe playoff team like they have been for the last seven eight years whatever it is whether kind of on the bubble. They're around 14th or 15th in the league. Uh, you don't know whether they're going to be in or out. It's just going to depend on a, a three-week stretch in March. And I kind of pegged them around there again this season. But uh, Pete DeBoer has really come in, and he's changed the way that they played. So they're a lot more up-tempo. Uh, they're a lot more focused on offense. Uh, under Rick Bonus, they were you know, pretty heavily a, a dump-and-chase four-check team that packed it in in their own defensive zone as well. So under Pete DeBoer, they're hanging on to, to pucks a lot more at the blue line. They're carrying it in, possessing pucks a lot more, and it's led to giving up a little bit more uh, in their own zone, but they've been a lot more dangerous uh, offensively, especially on the rush. Uh, they're still looking to find kind of their cycle and forecheck game in the offensive zone, but on the rush, they've been particularly dangerous, and that's something that we haven't really seen the last two years. And I think it's more of a, not so much of a system or things like that, but a, a style and a philosophy that Pete DeBoer has brought that's allowed them to score more goals. And the other side is they have a few new pieces that they didn't have last year. Uh, Mason Marchman uh, is in is in there, and he's, he's played well at times. He's been kind of streaky. Uh, Jimmy Benz had a resurgent 
season uh, on the third line, and he's playing with the two youngest forwards that weren't with the team last year, uh, Wyatt Johnson and uh, Ty Delandre. So there have been some new pieces, uh, but for the most part, it's just a lot of philosophy and style of play that's changed. Uh, Matthew, I want to go back to Jason Robertson for a minute because, honestly, some similarities. If you look at the last 10 games, it's been Jason Robertson and Jordan Kyrou, the top two scorers in the National Hockey League. I know you saw a lot of him last season when he was an all-star for this team. Do you see some similarities between Kyrou and Robertson's game? Uh, similar in how creative they can be, uh, but much different in how they get there, right? So so Kyrou's a lot of, uh, you know, speed and skating and playmaking uh, that way. And obviously him and Thomas have a nice connection or did at times last year. And uh, Robertson is, is more, he doesn't really have the, the in your face qualities of, you know, the, the skating and actually skating is a big, is a big uh, reason he fell to the second round in 2017. So he doesn't really have that, that, or the, doesn't have the big uh, one time or he doesn't have those physical qualities, but he's still creative and he knows where to be. So, I think you can look at them and say that their numbers are can be comparable, and uh, but they get there in much different ways. Final one, Matthew. I wanted to ask you: goaltending tonight, it looks like it's going to be Jordan Biddington against Jake Ottinger, and in my opinion, two of the better goaltenders in the National Hockey League this season. Uh, how how impactful has Ottinger's game been this season for Dallas? And from what you've seen of Jordan Biddington this season, how impactful has his play been to you? Yeah, so with Ottinger, he had a great start to the season. Uh, I think at one point his save percentage was 952. Uh, he was leading the league in both save percentage and goals against. Uh, he injured, uh, I believe it was his ankle, uh, you know, a few weeks ago and hasn't really quite been the same guy. Uh, they've given up a lot more chances around the net and on the rush in front of him, so his team hasn't really helped him a ton. Uh, but he's come back down to earth, and, you know, if – if, his, if this is where he's going to stay at around 925, I think the Stars will take it. Uh, and, you know, as far as Bennington, you know, he's been really strong recently, obviously. And uh, it's been interesting to see kind of from afar a little bit of the ups and downs that he's had to go through this season and where he ends up settling. Uh, obviously, a huge part of this team uh, in St. Louis and with the contract and everything as well. So, interesting to see you where everything lands. Matthew, it was great to catch up, man. We're looking forward to seeing you long-term here in St. Louis. We wish you nothing but the best. Enjoy the game tonight. Absolutely. Thanks.